At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. This is a podcast from Minute Media. What's going on, Rams fans? Welcome back into Rams Showcase. Tonight, the ring design begins, plus a quick peek at possibly the best draft class under Les Snead. And later, meet your 2022 Rams draft picks next on Rams Showcase. Welcome to Rams Showcase on Sports War Radio. What's going on, Rams fans? And welcome back into Rams Showcase right here on Sports War Radio and the fan-sided network. I'm your host, Joe Brandon, but you can and should call me Sheriff Joe Backside, laying down the law for you tonight. A lot of cool stuff to get into. We have our draft class. It is set. We're good. Our roster is about done. I do anticipate a couple more moves, but we're, we're set up now. We're good to go. Ready to head into the offseason training, which has already begun. And then we're going to get into preseason before you know it. And the NFL season's right around the corner. We get the schedule very, very soon. Before we talk about that, though, uh, just some house cleaning stuff for you. Uh, make sure if you are if you are listening to the audio-only version of this, great news. There's a YouTube version. You can watch me talk about the LA Rams. We also cut the show into clips, typically, as well, and uh, you can catch that all on YouTube. And if you are watching on YouTube, good news for you. There's an audio-only version of Ram Showcase. If you're driving around or working out or something, you can catch me that way as well. Wherever you find podcasts, that's iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Play, anywhere you find your favorite podcasts already, you can listen to Ram Showcase as well as any page on the Ramblin' Fan, fan-sided pages. Anything that says... Uh, it talks about the Rams on on uh, the fan side of pages. Then you can find Ram Showcase directly there. The NFL schedule is uh, coming out on Thursday, so I just wanted to give you a heads up. As uh, this this podcast, I had some some technology issues that I was trying to take care of, so that was, that was the delay on this week's episode. But next week, I wanted to let you know that because the schedule does come out on Thursday on uh, the twelfth then I'm going to go ahead and wait until at least Friday to to record my podcast because I want to be able to do uh, a little bit of a schedule analysis and kind of talk about that schedule. Instead of doing the show on Wednesdays, uh, the schedule comes out the next day and then having to wait a whole week uh, to get that analysis out. So we will go ahead and do that. It'll be uh, either Friday or Saturday. Uh, Friday is the day that I go into work a little bit early, so it is a little bit tougher for me to get that done uh, on Fridays. But Nonetheless, we will be knocking that out uh, in that little gap there so we can actually talk about the schedule. And there's a couple things that we already know about the schedule. We know that the Rams are not part of the international series. Those games have already been announced. Uh, There was a lot of talk about the Rams and Packers being uh, part of the international series. Luckily, that is not the case. And I say luckily for myself selfishly because that is a game I am very interested in going to. I want to go to Lambeau to see... Uh, the the Los Angeles Rams play the Green Bay Packers. One of my best friends is a Packers fan, so we are fully planning a trip out there. He's hoping that it's not in prime time. I'm really like, 
I'm hoping for like a Sunday night football in December game for this one because I want like the full Lambo experience, you know? I know some people don't want the Rams to go to Lambo when it's cold, but I guess it's a selfish <laughs> decision on my part or uh, or request on my part that I want the full experience. I want it to be snowing and crappy outside and like four degrees. I want that because that's part of the experience. I guess four degrees probably wouldn't be snowing, but you get it. You get it. You're picking up what I'm putting down. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's the only updates that I have for you right now as far as schedule stuff goes. Uh, we will get a full thing on that. And then, of course, when it comes to uh, Sunday, Monday, next week, I will be sitting down, taking some time, and doing those images that I typically do. Uh, when the NFL schedule does release, I, I make a photo for each game. And if you have been hanging out with Ram Showcase for a couple of years, you already know what I'm talking about. If you have, if you are new to Ram Showcase, then we just we try to make graphics to keep everything pretty over here. You know what I mean? Got to keep it fresh. All right. So uh, the only other uh, small news that I would have for you right now would be that Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, Von Miller, and Odell Beckham Jr., two former Rams and two current Rams, are helping design the Rams Super Bowl ring. So that process is beginning now. Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald, the two current Rams, working on that, which is perfect. I think it's awesome that Aaron Donald's uh, part of this simply because like Aaron Donald winning a ring is 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 what completes the world. You know what I mean? Like that was, that needed to happen at some point. So him being able to help design it, I think is awesome. And then Jalen Ramsey, he's just an awesome dude and is super fresh and stuff like that. You go, he pulls up, you know, <laughs> in like a Porsche wearing, rocking a mariachi, you know, uniform. <laughs> like this is the kind of person we need designing the ring. Absolutely. Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, of course, hopping in that as well. Von Miller's already got himself a Super Bowl ring, so I think that he could have some good ideas on that as well. So I'm really excited to see the the Rams Super Bowl ring. And I've, I've seen some comments about uh, the Super Bowl rings that have released already for the LA Rams. And I want to let you guys know those are definitely fake. Uh, those are those are not real Super Bowl rings. I don't know where those came from or the origin of them originally or anything, but I can confirm that those are not real. They usually come out when we're about to start the season. There's usually a big old party that the team will hold. They'll invite all the former players, all the players that were on that team. So Von Miller, guys like that, will be there for that, and they will uh, unveil. They'll each everybody will get their own little box, their ring, and then it's like a thing. It's like everybody open it, and then you you see your ring. So that of course has not happened. We would have seen that the Rams social media team and and online presence is top notch. So there's not a chance we wouldn't have seen that already. I we've seen like. We've seen uh, so many examples of the Rams social media team just just being incredible. Even the website team alone, like that whole steal the draft video, stuff like that. Like there's no way that we would have not seen like a sick reveal for the Rams Super Bowl ring. I, I have full confidence in whoever's running social media for the L.A. Rams to to crush that announcement and have it be a huge deal and something that we'll all remember for a long time. So we have not seen that yet. So whatever we are seeing as far as the ring that is out now that people are posting pictures of and buying, that is not official. That is not real. I'm excited to buy um, the, a replica version for myself when uh, the ring does come out, when we do know exactly what it is. So that is not yet. Not yet. But uh, it usually comes out uh, once we get a little bit closer to the season. And again, this is like one of the only things that makes me sad about the the Chargers being at the, the Ram Stadium is we can't banner it now. And... That sucks. Um, that's once I learned that, like, we can't do a ring of fame, we can't banner it. Then 
that was like the part for me where I was like, the Chargers can get out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because other than that, I don't care. Their presence, when we're on the road, if they're using our stadium, whatever. It's an incredible stadium and it deserves to be used a lot. Um, but uh, yeah, just the that fact alone is is what makes me sad. But there's also, I, I believe it's a 20-year agreement for the Chargers to play at SoFi. So, hey, we're stuck uh, with it right now. And you know, there's nothing that we can do about it. They also pay a dollar a year to play there. Whatever. There's a lot of things that go into that. Um, and I know that that's like a pretty touchy t- subject when it comes to uh, to Rams fans. So, I mean, what, what are you going to do? I mean, they're there. It sucks. Whatever. They're there, though, for like 20 years. Or was it now like 18 more? So we got that. But, all right. I wanted to mention this before we meet the uh, the, the Rams 2022 draft class, uh, which on paper, I mean, I'm not hating this class at all. But also, I'll be honest... Um, anybody who watches Ram Showcase regularly or listens to me regularly knows that I don't get into the pre-draft coverage. I'm not going to do research on 400 dudes for the Rams to get eight of them. I'm, I'm just not, <laughs> it's, I have like a full-time job and like a life and stuff like that. I'm not going <laughs> to, I'm not going to hop into a bunch of dudes and just learn about how everybody else, how everybody else's draft is. And I'm also like, you get into those rhythms and you'll do like research on 300 dudes and then inevitably you're going to be on like a live stream, and then the Rams are going to make their pick, and you're going to look like an idiot and just be like, I have no idea. (laughs) I researched 300 guys, but not him, because I didn't think the Rams were going to pick him. And one thing that we've learned over the the course of the Les Snead and Sean McVay era is that it's the the Rams fans and, and personality's ability to properly predict what the Rams are doing is absolutely impossible, myself included. I have no idea what the Rams are doing, so... Uh, I'm I'm in that group of idiots who, does, who who tries to be like, hey, the Rams could do this and then just blow it completely. So, um, yeah, bashing myself there. Uh, but I wanted to talk about uh, a class that I was I was looking at some of the older classes and and one class just really, really stuck out to me. There's been some really strong classes for the Rams and the Rams have been able to nail some late picks. Uh, Cooper Cup, John Johnson, guys like that. There were like lower end guys that and people. People bash the Rams for not having first-round picks, but the Rams are nailing draft picks regularly throughout the, the the class, you know what I mean? Like, all the way down into the sixth and seventh rounds, the Rams are getting guys. But there was one class that really jumped out to me as far as uh, under the Sneed and McVay era, um, because I'm not going to grade this class. That's stupid to grade this class. The, yeah, they touched an NFL field. Can we let them play before we... We crown or condemn them, you know what I mean? So we'll, we'll wait till these guys touch a football field uh, because that's absolutely absurd to judge them before they can even get a chance to do that. But we can mention the 2019 draft class for the LA Rams. And of course, that year itself, uh, that was like, because uh, coming off of the, the Super Bowl and then you get the, into the, the 2019 season, the 2019 draft class, the 2019 season, the Rams missed the playoffs that year, but that draft class was absolutely unbelievable. So let's talk about it right now. The first pick for the Rams was Taylor Rapp, who is a starter at safety. Personal opinions aside, my opinions, by the way, are also always fluid. I'm willing to change those. If Taylor Rapp comes in this year and he's incredible, then hey, that's awesome. Let's go Rapp, you know what I mean? Let's get me some, let's get Sheriff Joe back's a 24 jersey. But until that happens, I'm still, I've still got my reservations, but he is a starter. So that is a strong pick. Uh, and especially when you look at this, this coaching staff, they see something that they really like in Taylor Rapp. So who am I to say that he is not a good player or doesn't deserve to be a starter? Because they do. And uh, I'll be honest, they know more about football than I do. <laughs> that's, 
That shouldn't blow anybody's minds, though. Next pick was Daryl Henderson, running back. He is uh, the Rams RB2 right now, and uh, that is, of course, subject to change. That's always subject to change. Nobody's job is safe in the NFL, but he is getting some heavy use. And so I think this is a, this is a strong pick uh, simply because of the use that he does get. And then when Cam Akers went down, he was the guy, and I think he was doing okay. I think that he does better as an RB2 coming in as, as a rotational role. David Long, cornerback, heavily used in the slot, and I think that he's getting better slowly, but he is improving, and I'm really excited to see how his progression really takes hold this year, as now we're getting into, like, we're in 2022, so he's had, like, a couple of seasons to watch some things happen, he's been in the room with Jalen Ramsey for a while, uh, so I'm really excited to see his progression. Bobby Evans, he's a rotational backup, but he is still here, and that's the important part, because there's... Uh, the, the Rams are quick to move on from mistakes. And, you know, we see that with the, the 49ers right now that they're I, I think that they're admitting that they've made a mistake in a weird sense. I think they're admitting that they've made a mistake with Trey Lance, that they don't think that he's the guy. But and I, I think that the, that was proven by their uh, unwillingness or inability, I guess, to move Jimmy Garoppolo this offseason. I think it's because they don't trust Trey Lance. And that's that's a mindset that doesn't exist with the Los Angeles Rams. Like the Rams extended Jared Goff, and then after that, in the 2019 season, we're like, this is not it. Like this, we we can't. Like what is what is he doing out here? And then the Rams were able to move on from him and ate it. They ate a lot of money to do that, but they were open to admitting that mistake. And it's always win, 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 win. Not prove you were right, kind of thing. And I think that mentality is is what is leading me to think that Bobby Evans is a good pick in this in this regard because I think that if he wasn't, if the Rams knew that he was not going to be uh, anything that they could use as far as a, a productive product on the field, then they would have moved him already. Greg Gaines was the next pick after that. He did start a little rough, and especially early in his career, he was getting blown off the line a lot, uh, and that was my biggest harp on him, is that the, the ball was snapped and he was getting pushed back into linebackers, and that's not the case anymore. He is He's really developed into a very, very strong player, and uh, obviously a starter now uh, next to Aaron Donald, and I think he's taken on that Michael Brockers role and has excelled in it, and I know Brockers had that career for so long with the Rams, and he definitely like solidified his his spot in that era, uh, but at the time when the Rams moved on from Brockers and went to Greg Gaines, I think at the time that was an improvement. Overall, I would say Brockers is the better player uh, as if you look at full careers. And that is subject to change, of course, as well as Greg Gaines has his career unfold. Uh, but at that moment, when it was deciding between Brockers and Gaines, Brockers had a higher price tag. Gaines uh, had a more production. So it was an absolutely smart move, uh, in my opinion, there. David Edwards, he is an offensive line starter now. Uh, he was the next pick after that, and this offensive line has been extremely well. And I think it's it's weird to me that to see every single season they go in underrated. Like everybody's like, ah, offensive line knows a weakness for the Rams, and then they play fine. So that's happened what three years in a row. Uh, there was one year, that 2019 season, um, that uh, they they did take a little bit of a dip, and I think that that played a big role in the Rams missing the playoffs, but. These last two seasons, the season before that, uh, then, I mean, they were playing really, really good. But that's always stated as the Rams' weakness, and then they kind of perform fine. So it's kind of weird there. Nick Scott, after that, uh, he has shown massive improvements over the last few years, and he played incredible in the playoffs. And you know what? That's how some players are. Some players just really show up for the playoffs. It's do or die, and that's where they really, really shine. 
And it's not to say that they're bad players in the regular season or anything like that, but some people just, they they pick it up in the playoffs. And Nick Scott appears to be one of those guys. And he played incredible in place of some injuries that the Rams had at the safety spot with Rapp and Fuller. Nick Scott coming in and the way that he was able to perform when we needed him to perform in the postseason, he crushed it. And then the only player who is not on the Rams roster from this draft class is linebacker Dakota Allen, who appeared on that Netflix show, uh, what was it called? Uh, Last Chance U, which fell apart as a show, right? After they left EMCC, that next school that they did, Independence, was trash. Like It was like, remember when Last Chance U covered schools that won football games, you know, and then they now they're in basketball or something like that? I don't know, but... EMCC, those first two seasons were awesome, and that was where uh, Dakota Allen, where we, as uh, America, met Dakota Allen, and uh, good dude, good dude, had some history issues there, but uh, he, like, really cleaned it up, and uh, he is the only player from this class that the Rams drafted who is no longer here, and that was a couple classes ago, so that's really insane to, to, to see, like, even even last year, there's there's... There's more guys that the Rams drafted not on the roster now than this class, and it's just Dakota Allen. So today, I would say this class gets an A. Uh, This is more than you can usually ask from any given draft class, and there's multiple starters on this class. There's multiple role players in this class. So like David Long, uh, Bobby Evans, Nick Scott, these guys have a position in the Rams roster that can benefit this, this team. But then you also have... Uh, Greg Gaines, David Edwards, Taylor Rapp, guys who are regular contributors on the football field. And so, yeah, this class gets an A. This class was awesome. And um, I, I only say that because uh, we can always go back and look at different draft classes and say like, oh, we could have gotten this guy. could have gotten this guy. could have gotten this guy. The Rams could have drafted Aaron Donald at two overall. Uh, and then other people missed out on him as well. Eleven other teams missed out on him. So uh, it's uh, there's there's always ways to go back and look at a draft and say we could have done this, could have done this, and hindsight's always twenty twenty. And so I hate playing that what if game. What if the Rams did this? What if we did this? What if we did this? What if we didn't pass on quarterbacks all those years in a row when we had uh, Mark Bulger slinging the rock? We passed on guys like Matt Ryan at the time, Mark Sanchez, who I mean, a couple of AFC Championship games, stuff like that. But uh, and then eventually ended up getting uh, Sam Bradford, and then we missed on it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So uh, we could always go back and look at draft classes and and kind of correct them, but I like to to not grade what we have today. I like to go back a couple of years, and then we can, we can look at those classes. And if this is something that you guys want me to continue to do, we can look at a couple of other classes that uh, we've seen under this era as well. Uh, the 18 class, um, the, the 20 class, the 21 class. I don't want to do the 22 class. We need to see these guys play some football before we uh, grade them or judge them. Can we let them play on an NFL football field before we crown or condemn them? That is my only request, but um, I will we'll take a quick break here, and then we will meet this 2022 draft class. We are not going to get into the undrafted rookies, but we will discuss the 2022 LA Rams draft class, so hang tight. You're listening to Ram Showcase on Sports World Radio and the Fan Side of Network, and I am Sheriff Joe Bags. Let's meet your 2022 Los Angeles Rams draft class. Before I dive in, I want to give a little bit of a disclaimer that I do have opinions on a lot of these guys after I've done my research on the Rams picks. Um, I was working through a lot of the draft, so I was not seeing them come in live. Special thank you to Rams Ram Showcase so- social media manager. Uh, Adrian for handling the the posting of the draft picks and everything uh, definitely saved me from uh, having to blow off my own job. So 
do appreciate that, Adrian. But also, like I said, I went in and I've, I've, I've looked through all of the, the Rams draft picks and I have formed opinions, but I want it to be known that all of my opinions are fluid. The second that like I could have an opinion on a player right now and the second I see them in preseason, that could completely switch. And I think you should always have fluid opinions, uh, especially if they are opinions. Uh, they should always be able to change as we learn more information. And that more information is going to be seeing these guys in horns on a field against other opponents and seeing how they're playing. So that's all. Uh, that's my disclaimer there. First pick for the Los Angeles Rams. Third round, 104 overall. The Rams took offensive lineman uh, Logan Bruss. And immediately this pick was was one that kind of jumped out to me. This is not something that I expected the Rams to do was go offensive line with their first pick. I did anticipate that they would go corner uh, defensive back at that spot. Uh, and then they, they did go offensive line. And we have yet to see under this era, the McVay and, and Snead era, the, the Rams go offensive line super early like that, except for outside of Joseph Nopum. But you know what? Logan Bruss, he's got a chance to be one of the few rookies that the Rams have actually used in the last couple of years. It's very rare that the Rams actually utilize uh, their rookies. And it's... It's one thing we've we've seen it we've seen it happen. Uh, Jordan Fuller was used pretty heavy in his rookie season. Uh, Burgess was was tossed in there as well. Uh, but then uh, last year we saw um, Ernest Jones. Uh, he got a decent amount of playing time last year. So the Rams do utilize rookies, but it's not very abundant. You know, Ernest Jones last year was the Rams rookie of the year by default because you know Tutu Atwell, of course. He goes down early. And then really, who else was used? We didn't see Jacob Harris like ever. I'm not sure how many games he was active, but it wasn't most. (laughs) Uh, So uh, we'll see how Logan Bruss comes in and and competes for this starting job. But he does have a chance to be a rookie that the Rams actually utilize. And I have not yet seen numbers, by the way. That was one thing I kind of have been keeping an eye on. Other teams have announced rookie numbers. I haven't seen them yet from from the Rams, but... Uh, I'm sure they'll pop up on the internet if <laughs> once those are available. Uh, the staff, like I said, says that he will compete for a starting spot on the offensive line, so we will com- uh, we will keep our eyes on that as the the training camp and preseason progresses. I, from what I've seen, I really like how he does his run blocking. Um, he he seems like he's that's really where his strength is, uh, according to what I can see. Uh, I like the way that he's able to get that push, and he's aggressive. He's he looks mean the way he he pushes people out of the way, and I think that that'll only benefit guys like Cam Akers who are running the rock. I like his lateral movement. He seems like the perfect fit for the Rams' zone running scheme. Uh, I, I think that that's where he will excel. So I I think that that's kind of why he has a chance to be a starter because of his lateral movement. Uh, I I think that his ability to to move laterally quickly like he does and then the strength that he has to get under somebody's pads and push him back, I think that's exactly why he has a chance to be a starter. He just feels like the perfect scheme fit for this Rams offense, and uh, you love to see that. I mean, it's not about... Uh, about getting the biggest name or or the the pick that somebody like Mel Kuyper will like. It's about getting a guy who you think is going to improve your football team, and I think the Rams did that with this pick. The next pick for the Los Angeles Rams was in the fourth round, 142 overall, defensive back Jacoby Durant. And this pick is really interesting to me, and I'm really, really curious to see more on Jacoby Durant as we move into uh, the preseason and regular season because he plays really, really physical. That can be a good thing, but at the defensive back spot, that could also be a bad thing. That could be flag city if you're not careful. A good per- portion of his interceptions from uh, the from what I was able to catch 
uh, a lot of his interceptions looked like bad passes. And it was very Richard Sherman-esque to me of him just being in the right spot. And of course, you got to credit him for being in that right spot. But a lot of his interceptions, it looked like he was kind of like standing there waiting for the ball and it just showed up to him. It wasn't incredible plays where he's making this insane break on the on the pass and, and just like the like the quarterback's looking at that and it's like, what else am I supposed to do? He was open and then that guy shows up. You know, it wasn't like that from what I saw, at least. It was very much uh, bad passes going over receivers heads and he happened to be there, catches it and stuff like that. So that's one thing I would like to I would like to see how he he's uh, in preseason and, and see how he's doing that coverage, and if he's letting guys get the pass underneath so that he can make the tackle, or if he's going to make the play on the ball. That's what I'm really curious to uh, to see. But like I said, very curious to see him in preseason, uh, see what that progression looks like as he does get coaching from an NFL coaching staff. He could also benefit greatly from going against the Rams' run-blocking receivers in practice, uh, like guys like Cooper Cup, of course, um, Robert Woods would have been in that, in that uh, list as well. It kind of my, my brain wanted to send that out there. Um, dang, it's hitting me a little bit more every day that Robert Woods is not a Ram, and that sucks. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, to go against the Rams' run blocking receivers, though, I think it will benefit uh, Jacoby Durant's game because it does look like he does struggle to get off blocks, and the Rams' wide receivers are very good at blocking. Guys like Cooper Cup, he's an incredible blocker, so that will only help the Rams uh, defensive side of the football as we move uh, into into getting that progression started. And because we also will see stuff like that as um, as the NFL is a copycat league and we've already seen some other teams start to use the Rams formula. So that'll only help him in the long run. The next pick here in the fifth round, 164 overall running back Kyron Williams and this is a cool story. Uh, one heck of a story for Kyron Williams. He grew up a Rams fan. He's from St. Louis. Uh, there's a photo that's being shared that was really, really awesome of uh, Kyron when he was younger, taking a picture with Steven Jackson, who is stated to be one of his heroes. And I do believe the number 39 is open. I think that that would be really cool. A common word that was used on Kyron Williams is shifty. And from everything that I can see, that's very fitting. He's got solid balance. Uh, he kind of bounces around people without falling down, and he's got great vision. He still stays low in uh, traffic, but then he can really turn it on when he hits that open field, which his build, his running style, everything like that is not uh, reminiscent of Eric Dickerson. But the way that he stays low and the way that he, he turns up the torso when he hits that open field that, that was the first thing that popped up into my head was Eric Dickerson, because Dickerson was awesome at that. The second he was through the pile of bodies, that chest comes out and he's, you know, full on sprinting. And uh, you see that with uh, Kyron Williams when he when he's able to get past the traffic and turn it on on paper and tape. I guess uh, he does. He does look a lot like Cam Akers, the way that he moves. Uh, it looks like a lot of the decisions that he makes are very Cam Akers. Uh, what the way that the plays develop. There's ways that you can kind of pick up on players' trends when you're watching them play. Like uh, some players like to cut inside, some players like to cut outside, all that stuff. Or, or some people look for the contact while some people avoid it. Uh, and then the when I was watching Kyron Williams, though, the way that he's running and the, the decisions that he's making, it feels a lot like Cam Akers, which I think will just benefit the Rams' offense as a whole especially the offensive line when if we're going from Akers to Williams and and they're playing a very similar style, they don't have to think about who's behind me, what might he do that's different, you know what I mean? Like it's tough when um, when you go from 
uh, a pocket quarterback to a guy who's mobile now and you're trying to block the inside pocket but now he's outside and your guy that you're trying to block it has a free run to the quarterback now because you were expecting him to be in the pocket stuff like that helps an offensive lineman they're focused right here on their guy they're not you know looking back the entire time where's my quarterback they're just trying to block this guy um, so I think that that'll benefit the Rams offensive line uh, he's got the skills to be an RB2 over a little bit of time, I think. I think that he would start as an RB3, RB4 at this position um, because of the Rams' room at this spot right now. Of course, Sony Michelle is not a member of the Los Angeles Rams right now. I think he's got a visit. I want to say it was with the Saints. I don't remember exactly. Uh, but right now, I would say it would be uh, Cam Akers as RB1, Daryl Henderson, Jake Funk, and then Kyron Williams if I were setting the depth chart today. But of course... We need to see these guys in in uh, preseason. We need to see what Jake Funk's progress looks like from year one to year two, and then kind of reassess from there. What's Daryl Henderson going to look like? Um, because all these guys are are scheduled to be getting better. You know what I mean? Like we can we can look at a player from last year and say this is who he is, but let's also not pretend like uh, a player that 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 we had last year didn't take some time after the Super Bowl to get better at what they're doing. And so we can see that. Or there's also the chance that we see some players that like, hey, we won the Super Bowl and then take some time off, try to relax a little bit, celebrate with some family, some old friends and stuff like that. And then maybe they actually get worse. We we can see that on either side. So I'm really curious to see how that develops. And when once we start seeing real live football games, once we hit like actual week one, not preseason, and seeing who is a little bit slower, who maybe looks a little sluggish, and who is really like, let's win another ring. And so we'll see how that all unfolds. But that's what we'll see with the running back position specifically, I think. Cam Akers, I think, is going to be ready and hungry. Uh, he was unhappy with his performance, even though I commended him for how he performed in the playoffs. Daryl Henderson, I think, does have plenty of room to get better, but also I think he's a very good RB2. Jake Funk, I'm I'm here for Funky Town, man. I, I think that he's a very good player. And uh, I think his build is only getting better. Um, I think that well, from what I've seen in the offseason, he looks like he's getting stronger. And uh, I'm really curious to see how that develops onto the football field. Um, so Jake Funk, I-, I would put ahead of Kyron Williams right now uh, today. But I mean, let's also let's 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 pump the brakes a little bit on a fifth round running back. OK, that I, I think a lot of people are very excited about this draft pick and, and rightfully so. He can't he's got the potential to be a very, very good player. But let's maybe pump the brakes a little bit. He's a fifth round running back. The expectations shouldn't be as high as they are, I would say. I think we just need to we just rein it back just a little bit, set our expectations down here, let him exceed those instead of putting the expectations up here and uh, deciding that this is exactly what he's going to be and he's going to be incredible and and anything short of that is um, a disaster. So I think we should keep that in mind. At 5'9 and a 4'6'40", uh, feels a lot like he'll be a situational guy, but also I think we've seen a push recently uh, for the Rams to... Uh, to, to not just go for speed and instead also go for uh, for some guys who who just are good at what they do. Uh, my camera is uh, <laughs> malfunctioning again, so I will uh, fix that right now, and then we will continue with our 2022 draft analysis. All right, let's continue with our draft class here. Sixth round pick, 211 overall. The Rams took defensive back Quinton Lake. Uh, he plays the ball really, really well. Uh, that's one thing that I always kind of look for when I'm looking at, um, at at the defensive back spot is once that ball, it's not once the ball is thrown, it's once the quarterback starts his motion, what are they doing? And 
Uh, that's exactly what I'm looking for um, to see because because there's obviously a lot of people that are good at pump fake stuff like that. But when that motion starts, where like how are they cutting on that and how are they making that move and where are they making that move? Are they playing to hit the hit the receiver? Are they close enough to even try to make a play on the ball? Um, or it's it's just all, all of it, honestly. I mean, you got to there's so many different factors that, that I'm looking at when I'm studying defensive backs i'm not a coach i'm not an analyst anything like that um but that's kind of the stuff that i look for and so far it's it's steered me correct i mean uh the way that i kind of it i don't know if i could explain it how i really like do it maybe that's something i could work on of how to understand what i'm looking for when i'm watching somebody's film you know what i mean because jordan fuller i loved jordan fuller when he came out after watching his stuff in college i was like man this guy's got really good potential and now he's a captain so um yeah it's got a lot of stuff that i'm looking for there but i like the way that quentin lake plays the football uh he'll benefit greatly from the rams training staff i think that um that there's a lot of work that can be done in that regard uh but i i think that he'll he'll benefit greatly that way uh he knocks his knocks are athleticism, and so I think that that'll be a big part of his offseason as we creep into the preseason is just getting that. Um, he feels kind of raw right now, so I think that that'll be a good thing. And the Rams training staff, I mean, is is top-notch, and I'm not just saying that because I'm a Rams podcaster. I'm saying that because the Rams, historically speaking, over these last few years, the Rams have had a lot of really good luck with some injuries, but I don't think it's totally luck. I think that the Rams training staff is preparing these guys uh, for a long football season, and I think it's helping quite a bit. Uh, it feels like a guy who could develop into a starter with the right coaching uh, because he is so raw, um, and he just needs to get that that athleticism. But I think his I think his brain is there. I think that his body needs to catch up to that. So that would be my own personal knock. I think that he's got the right mindset to be a very very talented uh, defensive back, but he just needs to be a little bit more athletic with it and. I think that that will come in time, especially when you get into the NFL. You're in the same room as, you know, Jalen Ramsey. Aaron Donald is on your defense. Now you have Bobby Wagner, these guys. I think that that'll just help. And, and who you are today is not is not exactly who you are tomorrow. And I'm a very firm believer in that, that you can get better, but you can also get worse. And you got to be careful with that. But uh, you can get better. Once these guys enter an NFL locker room, you start seeing how Aaron Donald's preparing. You see how Jalen Ramsey is preparing. You see how now Bobby Wagner is preparing. And then on the opposite side of the football, I mean, these guys enter the building and Cooper Cup is in there. He's been there for hours working out and stuff, you know. So you see that kind of stuff, and I think that that can motivate you. Uh, that can motivate the right player. And, I mean, speaking of Cooper Cup, he said he tweeted something that I absolutely loved. And he's like, the draft is not the... It's not the destination. This is the beginning now. It's like time to get to work. And I absolutely love that because I agree. It's not, uh, you know, you don't want to have that Jamarcus Russell syndrome where you get to the NFL and you're like, ah, did it. I'm here. Did it. And then you fall apart. You know, like that's where you got to really be like, all right, now I'm a pro. Let's be a pro about this and, and go about it the right way. So I think that that will be something that Quentin Lake has the p potential to do. And I mean, I don't have any reason not to think that. I've not been given a reason to not think that he's got that ability. And I think that he's a smart enough person from everything that I've seen, his interviews, everything. He seems like he's got the brain to do that and to, to step into the room, uh, understand who he's around in the situation that he's in and get better with that athleticism part, which is the knocks that you can see, not just from myself. That's not, I'm not just saying like, I think he's not athletic or anything like that. He's obviously athletic. He's a professional athlete now, 
Uh, but that is the knock that I've seen uh, around the internet as well. He joins a pretty loaded group, though, which could hurt his development and his time uh, to get uh, into a position where he's got a chance to show what he's got. Show me what you've got. Um, next pick, sixth round, 212 overall. The very next pick, the Rams took defensive back Darian Kendrick. His weaknesses point to some character issues in the past, but I'll be honest, I'm really not concerned about that here. Um, there's, from everything that I can tell, that was a while ago, and um, I, I also, the, the Rams, specifically the Rams, uh, they do their research on this kind of stuff, and I don't think that they want anybody... They wouldn't go for anybody who would have issues in that regard where you you would be worried about them coming in and then making mistakes, potential getting suspended, uh, hurting themselves or other people, anything like that. Um, I'm pointing to you, Raiders. But I, I think that the, the Rams do do that kind of research, and I don't think that they would have picked him if they, if they thought that he had any kind of character issues or concerns. So uh, because the Rams even drafted him, and I... I feel like that sounds biased, but I, I promise that my my intentions here are simply because I've watched this team long enough and I'm starting to understand a little bit of how they're running and how they do stuff and what they're looking for in, in players and, and, and personalities that they bring in. And so I do think that because the Rams drafted him that they're not concerned, so I shouldn't be concerned either. Um, I really think that that's a, that is a very real thing. Also, I absolutely love when a defensive back used to be a wide receiver. I can use a personal example here. I was never on track to be a professional athlete in any regard, but I did play in high school uh, my sophomore year. That was it. Um, but I was a wide receiver in a corner, and I think that that really helped me to see both positions and study both positions and try to be good at both positions because when you line up as a corner, knowing what the wide receiver is wanting to do and what their intentions are with their movements I think that that can really help you. And of course, you get to the NFL. By this point, you probably know that kind of stuff. But I think that that benefits any defensive back greatly. When you know, like, especially like if Aaron Donald, like, if he knew, like, I'm he does. But like, the from the offensive line perspective, what are they trying to do? And then how you can kind of get around that and... And, and use that to your advantage because you know what techniques they're trying to utilize to stop you, then that only benefits you. So I love when a defensive back used to be a wide receiver. Uh, I think that the, the benefits there are great, especially at those two positions because it's so fast, it's so agile, it's aggressive, it's quick, it's it's deceiving. Uh, you see like a guy like Cooper Cup where he makes all of his routes look the same. If, he's, if he comes off the line like this, he could be doing one of eight different things and... It's really impossible to know where he's going with that. So, Darian Kendrick, I think that that only benefits him and his development. And a sixth-round pick, I mean, the expectation shouldn't be super, super high, but I do think that that's a big benefit, and I'm excited to see what he can do. Uh, he looks really solid when he's uh, attacking a tackle. Like, he's going for it. He, he, he goes aggressive, and he gets the job done. He's not missing a lot of tackles, which is good, um, and... I like that aggressiveness after the tackle, like not just waiting for the guy to come to you, you go and get him. And that's one thing, one thing that we see with Kendrick uh, on his tapes as well. Uh, he does not allow a lot of separation, especially at the beginning of a route. And I know that that's like that, that sentence might sound weird, but because um, at the beginning of the route, you're of course close to your to your guy. But I love those first like five yards. He is on his guy and 
you you just like to see it, especially in the NFL. Uh, when you have a pass rush like the Rams do have with Aaron Donald, you have very limited time that quarterback does to get the football out. And when you have a corner who is very sticky in those first five five yards, that is a very, very big benefit to your defense. So that helps uh, the Rams defense immediately. He shadows the, the wide receivers movements really, really well. And I think that practicing with a guy like Cooper Cup is only going to improve that. Uh, watching him, uh, I was trying to like slow it down. It's very difficult with the tools that I have. Uh, to, to slow it down enough. Uh, so usually I have to download stuff and put it into like Premiere Pro and, and slow it down that way. But uh, to, to watch his, his movements, the way that the wide receiver makes his cut and how quick he's shadowing those movements, big fan of that. And so uh, to have Cooper Cup, like I said, who he comes off in a certain way and you don't know which way he's going, I think that that movement and learning like in the, the reaction time to seeing the routes there when he can practice with a guy like Cooper Cup, I think is only going to make him better. He is one of the guys that I'm more excited to see. Uh, like, I think that he's got more potential than Jacoby Durant myself. I'm really excited to see him in preseason and see how that development throughout training camp and and how that looks practicing against the Rams wide receivers who do. We have a lot of talented wideouts. And then going into the preseason, which we don't have that schedule yet either. That should be out any time now, honestly. Um, those That's usually out before the regular season schedule comes. So it, it really could be dropping like right now, and I have no idea. <laughs> this is Sunday. It is uh, 1.10 <laughs> in Colorado. So, um, yeah, I'm excited, though, to see, to see him in preseason and really see how his development comes because I think he's got a lot of potential. Next pick, linebacker Daniel Hardy. It really is difficult to find information on Daniel Hardy. There's not a lot readily available on Daniel Hardy, but what I can find, it feels like this is a depth pick with a little potential to become a starter. And that's not try me trying to just knock Daniel Hardy at all, um, because, of course, who knows at this point? And with limited information, I can't fully make a judgment call there. But I do anticipate that we will see a lot of him in preseason, but also... Let's just keep in mind, not everybody is scheduled to be a stud. Just because the Rams drafted him does not mean that they are a future Hall of Famer, all right? Um, I had one text from one of my friends that really made me laugh. He's like, I can't believe we just saw 230-something Hall of Famers get picked. That's crazy. Because <laughs> if you're on Twitter, that's what it looks like. It looks like everybody's going to the Hall of Fame, and every single pick was a good pick, and none of them are going to fail at all. So, And that's not me trying to say that Daniel Hardy is like, just prepare for him to fail, anything like that, but... Um, uh, there's, there's not a lot on him that makes me, that jumps out to me as like, oh man, this is a guy we gotta, we gotta watch out for. And especially that linebacker group right now is, is pretty locked up. I mean, the, the, the Rams linebackers feel, feel good. Um, they, they, I like our depth there. Um, I, I think that we have some good young rotational players there. So he comes into a position that could be pretty tough and he's a raw rusher. Um, but I, he kind of runs up the field too much. So it's easy to take him out of the play. Um, but I think that he could make his money on special teams because he does get off the line really quick and he is able to get like, I think a, a punt blocking situation could be really where he makes his money. Next pick two two fifty three overall defensive back Russ yeast. He plays really angry. I like that. I, I yeast is a guy that I think that he could be the next like Nick Scott for the Los Angeles Rams where he kind of makes his money a little bit on special teams early, and then the development continues. Uh, but the, his play style, I think, does fit into the Rams' defense really well. He's a thumper. He he hits hard. He puts a shoulder into people, uh, much like Nick Scott laying out that dude Debo <laughs> for the for the 49ers, which was I love that hit. That's um I saw the gif of that the other day. I watched it like 80 times in a row. I was like, damn, that's awesome. 
Uh, but he's Russ East has that kind of uh, that play style uh, to him. So uh, he could be get better at getting off blocks, but that goes into what I said before. The Rams, Ra- the Rams wide receivers are really good at blocking. So I think that that could benefit him there pl- practicing with the Rams wide receivers. And I'm really, really, again, curious to see him in preseason. Of course, I'm curious to see all these guys in preseason because that's really where my opinions will be formed. My proper opinions will be formed. My first opinions will be formed as they uh, hit the field as members of the LA Rams for the first time. So I'm really curious to see what he does there. I think that we'll see some big hits out of East in the in the preseason. Uh, those third and fourth quarters, he's a seventh round defensive back, so you got to keep that in mind. Those third and fourth quarters, I think we could see some uh, lower end wide receivers on teams like the Chargers and potentially the Raiders and Broncos maybe uh, see them get thumped in uh, in preseason. I don't know if that those will be all the, the teams. We do play the AFC West this year, so I'm not sure. Uh, and then the, the last pick for the LA Rams, 261 overall offensive lineman A.J. Arcuri. Uh, most reports say that he's a pretty smart player. Um, I, I have not spoken with him myself, so I <laughs> I cannot personally report on that. But that is that is what is talked about a lot is that he's his brain is is uh, the, the 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 conversation. He doesn't feel as much like a scheme fit like uh, Bruss does. But uh, let's let him get some NFL practices in. Um, he is athletic enough to progress quickly. Um, that's one thing that kind of jumped out to me when when checking him out is that. He does have a fair amount of athleticism, and that can only benefit him, of course, in the NFL. Uh, but with how raw he is at this point, I think that his athleticism, coupled with some NFL coaching, could kind of fast track his progress as we uh, get into the NFL season and preseason. Uh, but he he doesn't uh, he doesn't need to spend all of his time in the weight room. Is really my point there. Uh, he can spend his time watching tape and stuff, and I think that that's where his progress will come. He likely will not be called on this year. I would be very surprised if we saw AJ R. Curry in the Rams offense. Uh, uh, I would be surprised if we saw him active this season at all, honestly. Uh, but I, I don't think that he is necessarily a candidate to be cut or anything like that. But I do think that we would see him inactive on most game days. Uh, so for that reason, I would say I am interested to see him in preseason, but I'm more interested to see him in the 2023 preseason over the 2022 preseason. So that is your Los Angeles Rams 2022 draft class. And um, I'm pumped about it. I, I, I think that the Rams, they they showed us, uh, they, they showed us where they thought that they were weak. Of course, they start with an offensive lineman and they hit the secondary hard. And I think a big part of that is, from last year, we saw, um, myself included, a lot of knocks on defensive coordinator Raheem Morris and how he was running this defense. And I think a big part of that was the the lack of aggression at the cornerback spot. We saw Jalen Ramsey get moved a lot, and then later in the season, we saw him go back to being just a normal corner like he was good at, and then the Rams' defense improved greatly, especially through the playoffs. The Rams' defense in the playoffs was unbelievable. I want to see that play style continue, and I think that the Rams, the what they told us with their draft picks is they wanted to get more physical in the secondary. They wanted to kind of sure up a little bit on the offensive line, and really the Kyron Williams pick I don't know if the Rams were like we need to we need to figure out running back because the Rams running attack was not necessarily awful it was it could have been a lot better last year but also we were dealing with the Cam Akers injury all year uh, with that torn Achilles that he suffered uh, in training camp so uh, before training camp Uh, so I don't know if the Kyron Williams pick was a knock on anybody I think that that was a player that they liked and he was available when they came up so I think that was uh, a, a spot there and like I said defensive back 
I think the Rams just wanted to get physical there and get some depth at that position. So that's my analysis, uh, my initial analysis on the Rams 2022 draft class. We do not yet have numbers. Uh, Once those are posted, though, they'll be out on the web. Go find them. (laughs) I'm not going to spoon feed you the answers. (laughs) All right. uh, We'll take a quick break here on the other side. we got fan quesos. Don't move. Welcome back into Ram Showcase on Sports World Radio and the Fan Sided Network. I am Sheriff Joe Baggs. We are getting into our fan quesos here as I pull them up. Um, but we do post on the Ram Showcase Facebook page uh, for fan quesos. Adrian takes care of that. And then I post on the Ram Showcase YouTube channel uh, for on the community tab for fan quesos that way. So uh, keep an eye on those. Uh, they're usually, honestly, they're pretty random at this point for uh, when they when they show up. So just make sure you subscribe and stuff like that, and then you can get those notifications uh, sent. I mean, you get them right directly onto your cell phone, your cellular device. Uh, so let's go ahead and hop into our fan quesos, brought to you by Shaw's Customs. Shaw's Customs rocks, by the way. Josh is awesome. Jo- Josh him? You get it. Anyway, let's hop in. Uh, first one here from Jason. What is Sheriff Joe Bag's favorite cheese? I've been a long-time listener, and I don't remember this one being asked. Interesting, Jason. Um, I I think this one was asked, um, but what I can tell you... Um, <laughs> I do, because... All right, here's the deal. I am lactose intolerant, okay? I will not tolerate lactose. So, uh, I, I do, like... There's like pills and stuff, <laughs> but uh, as far as like a cheese goes, um, I don't know. I don't know if I necessarily have, have like a preference. Like I like pizza, you know, but like I don't eat just cheese. I when I did back like when I was a kid, it was like Colby Jack all the time, just a brick of Colby Jack, and that yeah, that was it. But um, yeah, that's um, I don't know. I, I eat things with cheese on them or in them chimichangas and such but uh <laughs> uh i don't know if i would say like i like a like i just eat cheese anymore i don't think so you know i think it's weird i think dairy is weird i think it's weird now like i've been lactose intolerant since i was like 16 and um now i've gotten to a point where i think dairy is weird that's all <laughs> well let's see here uh from cody uh is the rams drafting a running back a shot at henderson or funk Ooh, solid question, man. Um, I kind of just addressed this, actually. I didn't read these beforehand. Um, no, I don't think so. I think that Kyron Williams is a is a talented running back, and he was there in the fifth round, and I think the Rams just pulled the trigger on him. I don't think that it's a shot at Hendo or Funky Town, but uh, I think that, um, that he does have a chance to pass both of them. But at this point, I would put him below both of them. I think that he would be uh, below Hendo and Funky Town if the season were to start today. I mean, of course, he hasn't yet played in the NFL, so we'll see. Uh, we'll see. Maybe he's awesome. Maybe he takes over acres. I don't know. You know, we'll see how that develops. But uh, no, I don't think it's a shot. I don't think your draft class is ever a shot at anybody uh, unless you're the Packers. <laughs> I think that that was a shot. I think that uh, I think that Trey Lance was a little bit of a shot at Garoppolo. It's like, yeah, you're OK, man, but uh, we're going to go ahead and go with this guy. Um, and then, you know, you get uh, the Super Bowl or the not the Super Bowl. Uh, the the league MVP and then or well I guess you take the the run uh, the quarterback as the Packers and then you get the back to back MVP so nailed it but um 
No, I don't think it's a shot. I don't think it's ever a shot unless you're like on purpose trying to piss somebody off or something. And I just don't think that's what the Rams are doing. I don't think that the Rams are like, let's send Hendo and Funk a message and take Kyron Williams. I think they were just like, oh, Kyron Williams is available. He's a good player. Let's take him. <laughs> yeah. I don't think there's ill intent in your draft picks there. Jason says, what rookies do you think that could get at least one start this year for the Rams? I really think it's Logan Bruss. I think that that's your guy. I think that, that Bruss is the guy that has the, the most potential to get any starts at all. I don't know if any other rookies would get a start. Uh, we were excited for Jacob Harris last year. Let's keep that kind of stuff in mind of how the Rams historically have gone. Let's not get caught up in the moment. I know it's very easy to do that. We get these new players coming in and we're all excited to see them and stuff like that. And we see them in preseason because we don't play our starters in the preseason. And we're like, these guys are amazing. And then they don't play. And then we're like, well, what the heck happened? It's just the way that the Rams work, all right? So Jacob Harris didn't play really at all last year. He might be a very, very big, important piece this year. Tutu Atwell got hurt early last year, didn't really play. He could be a huge part of this offense this year. So we just got to wait and see uh, how that kind of stuff unfolds and that progression that happens. Bobby Brown, uh, he didn't really play a lot last year. He was mainly inactive. He might be the new Sebastian Joseph Day, you know what I mean? Like, so... Uh, let's let's give these guys, honestly, a couple of years. Uh, this year is probably not going to be the one that we see a lot of these guys because, historically speaking, the Rams have not used rookies that much. And also, if we look at the roster that the Rams have right now, we didn't really need any starters out of this class. So uh, I think that our starters were pretty much good. We just needed some depth, and I think that that's exactly what we got, and I think that that's what we'll get. And um, if I had to pick one to get some starts this year, I'm going to go with Logan Bruss, the Rams' first pick because I do think he's got all the skills and the potential to slide into that spot pretty quick. Uh, what games on the schedule are you most pumped for this year from Cody? I think that I, well, I'm going to the Broncos game, uh, the Rams-Broncos at SoFi. Um, I'm going to go to Green Bay for the Rams-Packers. I am also looking at Chiefs and Rams. So all of those, all the games that I'm going to, I'm really excited to, to find out where they're going. I, of course, want to go to all of them. I, there's not a game I want to miss, but... Um, yeah, I think it's just the, those three are like the, really the ones I'm looking at Broncos, Packers, Chiefs. I'm looking at those really, really closely. Um, and possibly Arizona too, cause that's like the closest stadium to me outside of Denver. Uh, name one position group that will be most surprising, uh, by how good they are this year. I'm going to, I'm going to stick with, uh, the linebacker spot. I think the Rams really improved there with Bobby Wagner. I think that, that is going to be felt very fast, very effectively, uh, very dramatically that we'll see an improvement at the linebacker spot. And it's not that the Rams had bad line. Well, Ernest Jones was good last year. Um, but so I think that, <laughs> I think that, um, that Bobby Wagner is going to be a massive improvement at the linebacker spot and the Wagner and, and uh, Jones' combo, I think, is going to be pretty deadly, and I think it will feel that right away. What rookies do you think could get at least one? Oh, that was already asked. So we will move on. Um, yeah, as far as the starters go, I do think that it would be um, the just Logan Bruss is is going to be the uh, the guy there. Let's see. Let's hop over to the uh, Ram Showcase Facebook page. And get some of these questions knocked on out. We've got more here. Let's see here. First one from Nene. Ernest Jones was arguably the second best defensive player on the field during Super Bowl 56. To replace him with a crap hawk from Seattle is blasphemy. My question is, uh, is there any way I will ever get over this? 
And if I can get over this, will it be in 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, etc.? Thanks. <laughs> um, I don't know how to attack this one, man. Um, if you're not excited that the Rams have Bobby Wagner on this roster, I can't help you. I get the rivalries. I understand wanting to beat up on the Seahawks and stuff like that when we're playing them. But Bobby Wagner is a future Hall of Famer, and he's on the Rams now, man. If that doesn't excite you, I don't know what to say to you. I, I can't help if that's the case. If you're just going to say because he used to play for the Seattle Seahawks, he sucks. I don't want him here, anything like that. I, that I, I, don't, I, I can't subscribe to that mindset because I don't understand it. Um, so feel free to further explain that mindset to me because I truly just don't get it. There's a one player on at least every team. There's at least one player that I really, really am a big fan of. And I could go division right now. I could go division. George Kittle, I think, is awesome. I would love if he were a Los Angeles Ram. For the Seahawks, Bobby Wagner is one of those guys. Russell Wilson, always been a fan of Russell Wilson. I always wanted him to lose when uh, when he was on the football field on Sundays because he was our rival, but big fan. Really respect what he does. For years and years and years, massive amounts of respect for Larry Fitzgerald. Never wanted him to win football games, but definitely respected the hell out of him. So I I guess I get it. I guess I get what you're saying um, about the rivalries and stuff like that. But if you're not excited that Bobby Wagner is a Ram, I cannot help you. I am pumped that the Rams have a future Hall of Famer at the linebacker spot playing behind Aaron Donald now. I don't care who he's used to play for. I don't care. He's a Ram today, and that's all that matters. That's all. Next one here from John. Hypothetically, if the Rams could add one of the following players to the roster, who would you choose? Debo, Devontae Adams, or Tyreek Hill? And rank the following players. Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, Debo Samuel, and Cooper Cup. The Rams did not seem to prioritize edge rusher in the draft. Do you think the Rams are planning to pursue a veteran edge rusher? Okay, so a couple things to unpack here. So, hypothetically, if the Rams could add one of the following players to the roster, who would you choose? Debo, Devontae Adams, or Tyreek Hill? I think for the Rams' offensive scheme, uh, it would be Debo. Um, I don't necessarily like Debo's attitude right now. Uh, I, I think that he's kind of being a bit of a diva. D There's something there. I could work with that. D diva Samuel? I don't know. Um, Devontae Adams, obviously, absolutely incredible player. Uh, that would be a really fun one as well. Tyreek Hill, super fast, super shifty. Uh, Debo and Tyreek, I think, are uh, the guys that would fit the Rams' scheme the best, but Devontae, I think, is the most talented of all three of those. Um, but I would say, if I were to go with anybody, I think I would go with Debo based on his play on the field. Uh, if I were going attitude, personality, any of that stuff, I'd go with Devontae Adams. Rank the following players, Adams, Hill, Samuel, and Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup is the best wide receiver in the NFL today. Behind that, I would go with Devontae Adams. Behind him, I would go with Debo. Behind him, Tyreek Hill. That is very tight, though. All of those are very, very tight. Um, they're just good. I mean, I think I can respect them all just for being very talented. And to say, like, Cooper Cup is better than, than Devontae Adams, it's like, yeah, that might be true, but it's also very, very close. I mean, they're both extremely talented players. Maybe Devontae's better at some stuff. Maybe Cup is better at some stuff. Cup is a better uh, route runner. I think Cup's got better hands. I think that he's better at disguising his routes. Devontae Adams, I think, is better at high-pointing the football. So there's there all these guys have different uh, pluses and minuses. So And even to say, with this group of four, I would say that if you were going to list a top four, uh, like rank these guys one through four, 
I would say it is going to be a lot of preference because some people might say that Tyreek Hill is the best of these guys simply because of his his different skill set. So it depends on what you value as um, as an analyzer of these players and what you want to see out of these guys. If you want to see a guy with speed who can run the football uh, and take you know, t- take the jet sweeps and, and sit in at running backs like that, then Tyreek and Debo probably be at the top of your list. If you want a guy who high points the football, um, uh, it's like great at the toe taps and stuff like that. Devonte Adams, Cooper cup, best route runner of all these guys, of course, cup and Devonte Adams are the same height and weight. So you can't really say much there. Um, but, uh, Cooper cup is the best route runner of all these guys. Tyreek kills the fastest Devonte Adams, the best at high pointing and Debo is probably the most physical. So, it really depends on what you're looking for in those. And the Rams did not prioritize edge rusher in the draft. Do you think the Rams are planning to pursue a veteran pass rusher? No, I don't. Uh, I think that the Rams are pretty set at this spot. I think the Rams like who they have. And I think that we'll see as starters, Leonard Floyd and Justin Hollins, which I have no concerns about myself. I think that those are very talented players. And then you um, you have like somebody like uh, Lewis who can come in and kind of rotational, you know, stuff like that. I, I think that the Rams will be okay at this spot. I'm not super concerned about edge rusher. Um, and when you have Aaron Donald in the middle, it makes a lot of people better at their jobs. Um, next one here from Nexus Runner. What are your thoughts on uh, Jacoby Durant? I think he has a chip on his shoulder, just perfect for the Rams. By the way, love your show. Hey, thanks. <laughs> Appreciate that. Um, my thoughts are that he... Uh, this is like a, a, a position or a player that I'm I'm very curious to see because watching everything that I've watched on him is like, it didn't necessarily make a lot of sense to me that the Rams picked him. But there's, of course, uh, a lot of things that the Rams have seen in him that I have not. I I have not talked to him. <laughs> they have. But the way that he plays so physical, I think, has given me cause for concern. I think that that's just making me think that he's going to be a penalty machine. Uh, you're not going to be able to get away with a lot of that stuff. And if we have a, a, a ref crew who is very picky on that, then he's a liability. So... If we have one that's not, then he's not a liability, but you can't bank on on what your ref crew is going to be. So it's best to just play within the rules, and I think <laughs> he pushes that a lot. So that's uh, that's my concern there. Rams house. Whose house? What side of the ball has the, has had the most talent slash success over the last six years, in your opinion? Ooh, that's solid. Uh, we saw the best defense that this team has ever had. Uh, that was just not this last season, the season before that. Uh, the first in points, first in yards given up. So that was the best defense this team has ever seen in in their history. But I think overall, I would say the offense uh, because Sean McVay coming in immediately massively improved the offense. The defense initially was not like it didn't it didn't take those massive leaps. It was already pretty good, but it didn't take like any massive leaps with the arrival of Sean McVay. Uh, we saw that this team win four games in one year. Sean McVay shows up in one ten, and I think a big part of that was the offense. Haven't won less than nine games under Sean McVay. It is the offense. We went to a Super Bowl with Jared Goff. Um, so I would say consistency-wise, over the the time that McVay's been here, the offense has been the better side of the football. And I don't think there's. I mean, the defense has been fine. It's been really well. I don't want to say fine. It's been awesome, but um, you also have. Players like uh, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, and now Bobby Wagner in the middle there. So you got like Hall of Fame level talent on all three levels. And on the offensive side of the football, I mean, Jared Goff had his moments and he's done some things for the Rams where it was like, man, this guy, that was incredible. Overall, though, you look at the the whole package, you zoom out a little bit on the scope and you're like, OK, we it was a little bit of a liability. You know what I mean? 
you could tell uh, this is one story that I've said a lot. Like on the first drive, you could tell if the Rams were going to have a good day on offense or not. And it was all based on Jared Goff. If he went 0-3 on his first three passes, it's like, ah, dang it. We're going to need our defense to step up here. Um, and so that doesn't necessarily happen anymore. But because of that, you have that mindset. And then the Rams were still winning some of those games. Um, then I, I would say the Rams offense, though, just I think front to back, top to bottom has been awesome over these last six years. It's going to be one of those things that we look at um, like 20, 30 years down the road and be like, damn, that offense was awesome under McVay. GP Shadow, who are the first and second year players you, that you're most excited to see? I'm really pumped to see year two Ernest Jones. Um, he's got uh, some really, really strong experience under his belt from year one. Uh, and now he's got Bobby Wagner next to him. I think that that's going to be very, very awesome to see. Uh, also, Logan Bruss this year, I, I'm excited to see what he can do, especially with the conversations of him potentially becoming a starter. Uh, if I go back to last year's class, um, I have so many concerns about Tutu Atwell and his future in the NFL. I, I don't see it yet. I don't see him uh, becoming a guy uh, in the NFL that, that we're kind of like regularly talking about. I could be wrong there. I hope I'm wrong there. Uh, I want him to be awesome and be what we all thought, you know, Tavon Austin was going to be. But right now it looks like he's uh, like under that. So um, I, I want to see him really pop. But uh, if I had to pick a guy from last year that I think is uh, on the offensive side of the football, that's really, really going to pop uh, would be Jacob Harris. I, I really think that it's his time to really start stepping in and becoming a part of this offense. He's very versatile. He can play outside. He can play at tight end. So uh, yeah, I think that he's he's one that I'm really, really keeping my eyes on. Uh, and then, of course, Ernest Jones at the, at the linebacker spot. Edwin, who is your favorite draft pick this year for the Rams? Out of all of them, who do you think will have the biggest impact on this year? How many picks will Troy Hill have this year? I didn't even mention Troy Hill. What am I doing out here? I'm a failure. All right, so who is my favorite draft pick? I would say Kyron Williams. Um, it's it's one of the sexier picks. It's uh, he's you know he's a running back. It's exciting to get a new running back stuff like that. So it's it's fun to get skill players. Uh, you know what I mean. So I think that would be up there. Um, but also, uh, let me look. Let me just look through this list here. Uh, there's a couple guys I'm I'm pretty excited about. Um, I like uh, Russ Yeast is a guy that I think is very like. That's one that I'm like. I'm kind of latching onto Russ Yeast a little bit of like, I think that this guy's going to be one. Like, I think he's going to be a hit. Uh, and then Quentin Lake as well out of UCLA, so he doesn't have to go too far. Uh, that's a good one. Uh, so I don't know, man. There's um, we, I will know more on that answer specifically uh, once I see these guys, even just in one preseason game. Just give me one preseason game and I'll be like, I like this guy, you know? Um, yeah. Let's see, ne the next one of that. Uh, out of all of them, who do you think will have the biggest impact this year? Bruss. I don't think that there's really... I don't think that that's a stretch at all. And how many picks will Troy Hill have this year? Dude, probably like 80. I don't know. I'm so pumped to have Troy Hill back. I can't believe I didn't mention that. Uh, Troy Hill, I did not want to see Troy Hill leave. I'm pretty sure I mentioned that plenty of times on here that I didn't want to see him go. Uh, and then, oh man, I like when I saw that move, I saw I was driving. I was at work and I was in the big old radio truck and <laughs> I'm driving and I see uh, Troy Hill returns to LA and at first I was like damn it did the Chargers do this like did they bring him back to LA and they're gonna sell this and headline it as like a, a thing to, to catch Rams fans attention so I stop at a light I open it and it was like what yes like I, I was super pumped about it I'm so stoked to have Troy Hill back Troy Hill and Jalen Ramsey on the outside here for it Robert Rochelle I think that he still is a guy that can sit in that spot and maybe we get 
Jalen and uh, Robert outside and Troy Hill slips into that that nickel spot a little bit because that's where he played. Uh, he made some money there for sure. So absolutely stoked to have Troy Hill back, though. Big fan of Troy Hill. There's a Troy Hill drive out here in Colorado Springs that I want to steal the sign of now again. Uh, that was originally the plan. Um, maybe. <laughs> uh, now I can reinstate those plans. Maybe. Uh, anyway. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, stoked to have Troy Hill back and really stoked to see what he does. I I feel very confident in saying he's going to have more than Darius Williams had last year. He gets one, and it, he already beats it. Now let's see. Uh, do you think one of the rookies will be a starter? If so, who? Logan Bruss. Uh, Rams House. Whose house? What is Sean McVay's favorite beverage? How about Les Snead? Well, according to all the stuff that we can see from day one of the draft, it's something alcoholic for sure. Uh, these guys like to party, <laughs> which I love, by the way. I love this team so much. Everything about this team is like, I don't know, it's, it's so exciting. This team does, being a Rams fan for so long, and I'm sure a large portion of you are in this boat as well, of remembering how you know boring it was for so long in St. Louis and your Jeff Fisher's your coach you have a warehouse looking stadium and I'm not trying to take specific shots at anybody I'm not these are not personal attacks I'm just laying it out here our colors were not as bright our stadium was kind of boring Jeff Fisher was stuck in the 90s with his offense and uh the way that he built his teams uh Billy Devaney was a boring GM who didn't really take any chances and now look at us. I mean, just everything's different. We're in L.A. We've got Hollywood. Our uniforms are bright and flashy. Our colors are, are bright and flashy. Our stadium is unbelievable. Uh, the, the way that we handle free agency and stuff like that, we're bringing in all these stars. It's just so much fun right now. And then on top of that, you get like these, like, you get like Aaron Donald with his shirt off holding up the Super Bowl trophy and stuff like that. And then you get guys on the opposite end of that, like, well, I don't even say opposite end of that, but like. Then you got guys like Cooper Cup who are just like, who's so pure in their reactions. He's like tearing up as he's holding the trophy and stuff like that. And then you get the parade where Sean McVay and Les Snead are getting hammered. You get Matthew Stafford out there, <laughs> like super drunk and stuff. It's, I love all of this right now. I am eating all of this up. So, to answer your question, what is Sean McVay's favorite beverage? Um, I'm just going to go, I'm going to say that Sean McVay is slamming some beers. All right. I don't know what kind. I don't have a, an example. Maybe it's just something standard, Modelo or something, you know what I mean? But I think that, uh, that Sean McVay is slamming beers. Les Snead, a little classier. I think that, uh, I think he's more of like a, like a whiskey, neat kind of guy. You know what I mean? So I think that they're, they're both partying. Clearly we can, weirdly, we have evidence of that. They like to have a great time. Um, but I think, I think you got to go alcohol for both of them. And those are my picks. I think Sean McVay is a beer guy. I he looks like a beer guy, maybe like a Michelob guy, actually. Cause he is also like a person who like cares about his body. Unlike some others, <laughs> but uh, maybe he is like a light beer drinker because like he wants to get the buzz or maybe that's exactly why he's also a whiskey guy. Ooh, big brain time over here. And then Les Snead, yeah, they, I, I, these guys like to party. I want to party with them so bad. Oh my gosh, that sounds awesome. That's good stuff. All right, that is my fan quesos. Thank you guys so much for dropping those. I do love the fan quesos segment. It's one of my favorites to do every single week. Um, but uh, like I said, we do post those on the YouTube channel as well as the Facebook page. So keep your eyeballs open on that. And 
uh, we'll continue that. Uh, like I said, next week's episode will be at least recorded on Friday. I want to get the schedule out before I uh, do that show, so uh, we will get the schedule, then I'll start working on that, and then kind of do some analysis on where the Rams are going and when and stuff like that, and what kind of storylines we have with each game, which we already kind of have those, but we'll talk about them as we go through the schedule uh, on the next episode. So we've met our rookies today, and uh, we also talked about how Jalen Ramsey, uh, Aaron Donald, Von Miller, and OBJ are helping design the Rams Super Bowl ring. If you have a ring that says that that has this new logo on it right now, but that is not official. Uh, so do with that information what you need to. Rams will not be participating in an international series game, which means the Rams will have 10 games at SoFi Stadium this year as nine home games and then one road game at the Chargers. So, oh, that's another game I'm going to. So I'm excited to see where that one's at. Me and my dad are going to go to that one as well. So, um, yeah. Make sure you guys follow the Ram Showcase on all your favorite social media. That would be at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. You can follow myself as well at Sheriff Joe Bags on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Sheriff Joe Bags. But that is going to do it for me. I am Sheriff Joe Bags. This has been Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio and the Fan Sided Network. For those of you who aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you who are Rams fans, thank you guys so much for listening, and you have a great night. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success.